It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome into Turf Show Times, the podcast. We're here with a, in another installment of Last Minute Thoughts. I'm J.B. Scott, and with me every weekend is Blaine Greasack, where we cover everything you need to know 24 hours ahead of game time. And we're here in week six. The Rams are hosting the Carolina Panthers. And, you know, let's set the table for this game. The Rams are two and three. They've lost tough games to the Bills, 49ers, and Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, they beat two middling teams in the Atlanta Falcons and the Arizona Cardinals. So we don't, we're not sure exactly who this Rams team is. They, they're riddled with injuries, and we're going to find out over the, the course of the next couple of weeks. So the Rams have a huge test in front of them, and this Carolina Panthers team, it's an absolute must-win game to get back to 500, head into the bye week, you know, get on the mend, get a little bit healthy, and then host that uh, division rival 49ers uh, in week eight. So it's going to be pretty exciting. There's a lot to talk about today, Blaine. Uh, but, you know, do you think the Rams' issues up to this point where they've gotten to two and three are correctable? Or do you think this is just kind of who this team is? They're going to be up and down. Uh, they're going to eke into the playoffs. And, you know, once you're in the tournament, you can go on a run. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to answer. I think it, even right now, just cause like you said, you know, that they're so riddled with injuries right now, they have a 38% chance to make the playoffs uh, on the outside looking in. Um, I think losing last week kind of, you know, it puts a much more importance on the need to sweep Arizona and Seattle in the division. And then, um, they play green Bay at Lambeau December that, that green, green Bay is kind of in the same spot as Rams are right now. They're kind of, kind of looking um, a little bit mediocre and, Lambo's not an easy place to play in December, but that might be a must-win, must-win game late in the season. And then um, they travel to New, to New Orleans um, a, a couple weeks after the bye, so that, that that's gonna be a must-win as well. It's the Rams have put, them, have, Rams have put themselves put themselves in a tough spot. They've they've made their bed, and they kind of have to just have to lay in it now. And um, yeah, I, I kind of see the rest of the season kind of being up and down because <laughs> there's no guineas in the second half of the schedule. That's for sure. It's it's gonna be. It's going to be tough, and you know the 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 best thing they can hope for. You know, maybe they can make a trade that that kind of gives them a gives them a spark, gives them a boost, and um, you know they got to hope that hope that they can get healthy, and and, and that also um, hopefully helps them helps them out as well. That's very fair. This offense has had a hard time putting up points, and whenever against the 49ers, you throw a pick six, and then against the Cowboys, you have both a fumble return for a touchdown and a blocked punt that in total gave away nine points. So that's just a lot for this offense to try to overcome at this point. You know, maybe once they get reinforcements, they'll be more explosive and be able to, you know, get in the end zone a little bit more often. But certainly it's something to keep an eye on. So, but I don't think it's any coincidence that the Rams' worst offensive performances so far this season have come against teams with these aggressive pass rushes. So, you know, week one against Vaughn Miller, you know, and then you have the game against Nick Post and the 49ers. Micah Parsons absolutely wrecked shop last week with the Cowboys. So um, do you, does that give you optimism that, you know, maybe you're not going to face these top level pass rushes every week. So you're going to get performances more like you had against the Falcons and Cardinals moving forward. It, it does give me some, some confidence a little bit. And um, in, in, when this group does eventually get healthy, um, because yeah, like you said, you know, these, these, the, um, the, the, the bills have, 
one of the best pass rushes in the league. Von Miller's having a really good season. Uh, San Francisco, D'Amico Ryans is um, a great defensive coordinator, and that, that defense obviously has a lot of talent, arguably the best, the best defensive line in the NFL. And then Dallas, uh, Dan Quinn is really good at drawing up stunts and twists and do, doing a lot of creative things, and that, that was – that was kind of kind of the case last week. There's just a lot of miscommunication going up on the offensive line. So you know when you're playing these coordinators like D'Amico Ryan's, like uh, Dan Quinn, that that can do some creative things, it's, it's going to make things really difficult for um, an offensive line that's not communicating very well and, and pretty inexperienced. But you know at, at the same time, I, I don't necessarily see the offensive line as being just. I I I, I, I don't think you can put the 100 percent of the blame on the offensive line. I, I think there are things that the Rams can do to. Um, to, to make to make things easier. I mean, you look at Miami and that offensive line isn't very good. I think they rank dead last in in, in pass blocking according to Pro Football Focus. So, um, but you know, one thing Miami does very well is you know they run a very good quick game. Um, my, my McDaniel designs an offense that 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 does a great job in in creating those expo- creating those explosives with the yards after the catch. Um, you know, they they run with, with two of their running a very high. Pl- a, a very high play action offense as well. And, um, you know, this is kind of like, like you traded for Stafford because of the arm talent, obviously, but I think another part, part of the reason why you traded from last year is because he's such a quick processor and, um, and, 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 and you need to be quicker processing with, 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 with a quick, with a quick game. And I, I, I think that, you know, going into this bye week coming up, I, I kind of hope that McVay kind of implements some of the things Miami's doing, because I think it, it could, it could be successful. And I think that's going to be key in them, them turning around this, this offense, because right now they're, they're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole and it's not working. That's very well said. And, you know, against the Cowboys, every time Matthew Stafford patted the ball, I just got a huge pit in my stomach. And you really don't have that luxury with this offensive line. Even when you go empty, you have to get the ball out extremely quick. And that's, you know, really the benefit of going empty is that the defense is forced to, you know, tip their hands. So uh, I think the Rams haven't really developed much of a quick game so far this year. And it's not something that they've done well overall with Stafford. So something to keep an eye on. We'll see if they can do it. But there's probably more important things to talk about this week. And, you know, that's the news of Cam Akers. And there's an ongoing situation that, you know, we're going to continue to keep you updated over at Turf Show Times. But Akers missed practice this week due to personal reasons. And then in his press conference yesterday, Sean McVay mentioned that, you know, not exact quote, but, you know, just in general, that the team's evaluating whether he can be, you know, a part of the roster moving forward. So uh, he's going to be out for Sunday's game when the Rams are fighting to get back to 500, kind of get a clean start on the season. So, you wrote an excellent article this week about how you know, maybe Cam Akers is turning into Trent Richardson, you know, very low yards per carry type runner, left a lot of meat on the bone in terms of maybe picking the wrong holes, didn't have the vision. And your article is excellent, Blaine. You showed that, you know, this is the hole or this is where the runner was going. But if he would have he had the right vision, this is where he should have gone. And to pick up more yards on the field, maybe he was hurting the offense. So I think you have as good a feel as anyone for where this running game is headed. So tell us, what can we expect from, you know, Daryl Henderson, uh, Malcolm Brown? I know there's the running back on the practice squad, too. Maybe he is exciting to you in some ways, maybe not. Uh, where does the running game go for here? Um, yeah, I, I think they kind of have to lean on um, on, on, on Daryl Henderson. And honestly, he's been the best running back on the roster the, the season when he's gotten the when, he, when, when he's gotten the carries. He's, he's been a lot more decisive. Um, he's... He he he's built a lot bigger, so he 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 does bounce off tacklers a little bit. Um, his his his, his feet he's he's not he's not he's not as, as elusive as maybe a Cam Akers is, but he's um, 
He's 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 definitely he's definitely a better runner and definitely better at hitting those cutback lanes than than Cam Akers has been this this year because quite honestly it, you know I mean like, like, like I said my look I showed my article you know I mean Trent Richardson was just infamous for missing these giant cutback lanes and um, I mean Akers had an egregious one last week against the against the Cowboys but that certainly wasn't the only example this season it's something that he's outside of the second half against the Cardinals he just he hasn't been consistent in hitting those hitting those lanes so. Um, yeah, I think that they, they they lean on Henderson a little bit, which I think is uh, I think will be a, will be a good thing. Hopefully, you know he's kind of dealt with um, some soft tissue injuries in his career, so hopefully he can um, he he can he can stay healthy. Um, but I also think that this is a team that um, also really likes what they got in Kyron Williams. I, I think he was supposed to have a pretty large role in Week One before he got hurt on, spe- on special teams. So you know, moving forward, depending on what happens what happens with Akers, if they cut him, trade him, if he's if he stays on the roster, I, I do expect Kyron Williams to have a have a decent role once he comes back and gets healthy, and he should be coming back up. I think soon after the bye if not right after the bye that that's kind of will be the six to eight week mark on that high ankle sprain that he suffered against the bills so um yeah and i i think those are the two guys you have to you, you got you have to go with um is 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 you know williams at williams and henderson um malcolm brown i think is, is a good you know a good, good veteran guy to have he's, he's good in pass pro but i i also have like maybe three to five years a game not not someone that you can you, you can lean on is that is that bell cow per se but you know and there, there's also the um the chance to potentially trade for a running back um that's that's something that i'm not a huge fan of um personally just you know i i'm, I'm very i i'm not in the, i'm not all the way in the running backs don't matter camp but i, I i'm I've, i'm very much and you know you see these running backs all the time that that, that take over for you know uh, a Christian McCaffrey with you know with, with, with the Panthers you know or in San Francisco you have these sixth round picks that are you know like like Elijah Mitchell they're coming in and, and just absolutely tearing 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 it up and the Rams have spent so much draft capital on running backs you know 2019 they took Henderson in the third um the very next year they take Akers in the second the very next year they 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 they, they trade a fourth a fourth round pick this year and a sixth round pick for Sony Michelle who they didn't even re-sign and that doesn't even mention John Kelly and Jake Funk who they took late on day three so they've they spent so much draft capital on, on, on running backs that I personally would prefer them just kind of stick with who they have on the roster but um there are options out there too and Antonio Gibson and you know maybe like a Josh Jacobs or even you know Chris McCaffrey if, if he becomes available that they, they could look at but personally that's not an option that that, that I that, that's not an avenue that I would go in personally. Yeah, that's fair. And Josh Jacobs, he's been a great runner this year with the Raiders maybe a little farther behind in the standings than they expected coming into the year. Uh, I think that's maybe one of the more likely targets if the Rams do elect to go to trade. So, uh, like you said, Kyron Williams will be back here in the next couple of weeks, but you know he broke his foot during mini camp, even before training camp, and then he has a high ankle sprain. So. That's already two fairly significant injuries, and he hasn't even played his first NFL game yet. It's a lot to ask for him to come in midseason, but you know the coaching staff really seems to you know think highly of him, and th- I mean, he probably has a role when he comes back. So, and the Rams also have Ronnie Rivers on the practice squad. I think he deserves to be named. And coincidentally, whether that's just bad timing or what, you know, the Rams cut Jake Funk this week, and now he's on the Saints practice squad. So I don't think the Rams really see Funk as an offensive player. I think he's mostly just a special teams contributor. But still, uh, you would expect that the team would feel he's more ready than Ronnie Rivers to contribute right away. But uh, just something to monitor. I'm not sure this running back room is going to be the exact same at the end of the year as it is right now. So we'll see how it shakes out. But overall, just in terms of the injury report for the Rams heading into this game, uh, the offensive line, Brian Allen is still out. David Edwards you know, suffered another concussion against Dallas. 
He's back in the concussion protocol. He's going to see the same concussion specialist that Brandon Cooks did back in 2019. So that offensive line still rehabbing. Maybe you see Matt Skira at center. Maybe at left guard, you see Ode Abushi. But it sounds like you're, it's going to be Jeremiah Colone and Bobby Evans yet again. Do you agree with that assessment, Blaine? Um, unfortunately, I do agree with that assessment. It sounds like the Rams are going to go with Bobby Evans and Jeremiah Colone, which um, I, I, I'm going to have to make sure to stock up my liquor cabinet to watch that. But because uh, it, 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 it could it could it could be rough. Um, it's just it's it's. I, I I don't know why they would go. They they they're going to Evans and Colone. We'll we'll see how they do. But um, you know, I know they want to build consistency and chemistry. But I, like, what's that worth if these guys clearly aren't good enough? You know, I think they're just kind of maybe looking to limp into the bye week and hopefully Brian Allen's ready ready to ready to go um, ready to go after them that they can maybe hopefully maybe onboard uh, Skira and Debushi dur- during the bye week. But um, yeah, I mean the Rams are gonna, the Rams are going to need these guys to play a lot better than they have they have the last um, the last week or so if if. If they, if they like the, the the Panthers defense is pretty good, so that these these guys are going to have to play well. Yeah, I'm not sure how much stock you put into PFF grades, and you know it's a little bit lazy and maybe not fair to boil someone's performance down to a single number. But Bobby Evans is by far the Rams' worst graded offensive player, and Jeremiah Clone not too far behind him. So even change just for the sake of change and inserting different players in to try something new, uh, it it's hard to be worse than those two players have been so far this year. So um, I, I think the bar's incredibly low and I agree with you, you know, it might be time to shake things up, but fully understand when to go into the bye week and evaluating those things over because, you know, outside of Brian Burns, his Carolina Panthers pass rush might not be the one to affect you in any significant way. So, and then we move to the secondary David Long Jr. Seems like he's on his way back. Kobe Durant, uh, he's been limited maybe a week away, but you know, I guess there's a chance he plays in this game. And Taylor Rapp with his ribs seems ready to return. So, and then maybe more concerning, but these guys are expected to play. So let me preface it with that. Aaron Donald, Tyler Higby, and Cooper Cup are listed as questionable. So uh, Sean McVay fully expects him to play. Uh, I would expect to see them on the field. Maybe, you know, it's something to worth monitor whether they have a full load once they're on the field, but um, we'll see how things shake out. And of course, I mentioned that Akers is out due to personal reasons. So on the Panthers side, J.C. Horn is questionable, and there's some conflicting reports. In the morning, it sounds like he was expected to play and suit up, but then in the afternoon, they kind of pulled back from that. So the other starting corner, Dante Jackson, who is a free agent this year, I, I'm, I think highly of him. He's a pretty good zone corner. He's also questionable with an ankle. So quarterback Baker Mayfield is doubtful with an ankle injury. P.J. Walker is going to get the start. And, of course, you know Sam Darn- Darnold was injured during the preseason uh, Walker is essentially their fourth string quarterback after they also drafted a quarterback this April. So um, notable, the Panthers fired head coach Matt Rule this week, as well as our defensive coordinator, Phil Snow, Steve Wilkes, who the Rams know from their division, whenever he was the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, has stepped in as the interim for Carolina. So Blaine, any notable standouts among these Panthers injury reports? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. 
From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's huge that, um, you know, I, 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 I was really actually looking, really looking forward to, um, to seeing JC Horn out there going up against Cooper Cup. Um, uh, JC Horn's a really good outside inside corner. He, he, he will play in the slot. Um, and he, when he goes does move the slot, he, he's still very effective. So I was actually really looking forward to him and Cup going, going, going up against each other. And, um, so I think we're just kind of catch a break there and, um, over the last two weeks, I think Carolina ranks 27th in EPA per play um, against against the pass on defense. So um, I think that this Carolina secondary without Horn will, will, will be something they can exploit. How much stock do you put in you know, with this regime, with regime change, with, you know, getting rule out the door, bringing in an interim head coach that everyone within the organization in Carolina seems to like? And these things could be very unpredictable. Sometimes teams come fired up, come out fired up and you, they give you their best shot. Sometimes if you build a lead early, you know, they just emotionally quit the, on the game and you can really, you know, get an easy win out of it. So is it just fair to say that it's extremely unpredictable what's going to happen this game in a must, absolute must win for the Rams this week? Yeah, I, I think I think that that's, that's fair. I think it's, it's definitely a little bit unpredictable. Um, you know, like like you said, I think, I think it's going to be key to kind of, you know, get that early lead and put some doubt in in in, in the Panthers players' minds. I think I saw I saw a stat this week, but in the last five years, I think four coaches have been fired in the um, within the first six weeks, and the interim coach won the won their very next game. All four of them. So that, 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 that that's that's something to keep in mind. That you know these players, you know, um, they 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 they're, they're going to come to play. I think this this week. I think you're going to see a different Panthers team than you have the last um, the last couple of weeks to start. Just, to start the season, you know, they bring in a new coach, a new voice that can sort of like I think brings bring bring some fire and bring some more energy than than than, than what was there. So I think you know it's it is going to be important to um to 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 get that early lead. I think I think if you if you go down again nine zero like you did last week after a um after a a, a sack fumble scoop and score and a, and a block punt, I, I think that puts you in a lot of trouble. So you need to avoid that and um and. Stick, 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 stick to your game because I, I, I think that's that's just going to be beat this Panthers team. Yeah, in the same vein of what I said about Evans and Colone, you know Baker Mayfield, regardless of his performance in recent seasons, you know he was good with Freddie Kitchens and with Greg Robinson as his left tackles. So, uh, and then this has been by far his worst season. He just looked totally inept. So, um, in the same vein as what I said about Evans and Colone, you know PJ Walker, just for the sake of being different could potentially be an upgrade in this game. I think it's something worth keeping an eye on. He played in five games last year in 2021, making one start against the Arizona Cardinals. In that game, he attempted 29 passes, completed about 75% of for 167 yards and a touchdown. And, you know, he's not necessarily a rushing threat, so you're not going to see him put up yards on the ground. Um, Blaine, I guess, out of Kirsten McCaffrey, who's one of the more, uh, I mean, he just averages like 20, um, I believe 65 rushing yards, about 38 receiving yards per game. So he's right at the 100-yard mark. He scored three touchdowns this year. Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore are formidable receivers. So who scares you on this Carolina offense? Um, yeah, I, I, I mean DJ Moore is a um, is, is is a really underrated wide receiver. I think with a better offense, he'd definitely be in that top 10, top 15 conversation. He's playing in that top 15 conversation anyway. Um, so I, 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 I do think the Rams kind of have to keep him in check a little bit, but, um, 
I mean, Chris, the, 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 this, this offense goes as Christian McCaffrey goes, I think. Um, the, the, the defense can't allow a big explosive run play like they had the last two weeks. That that, that, that can't happen. Um, you know, but, but last week they're up, they're up 10 to 9 against Dallas. And on that very next drive is the, is the, is, is the drive that, um, the, 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 the Pollard scores that, scores that long touchdown. Um, you, you, you can't give an, an offense with their fourth string quarterback some, um, some, uh, some energy and 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 um and momentum with a with 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 an explosive play like that and um for what it's worth I mean PJ Walker one one of his wins um as a starting quarterback did come against Matthew Stafford in Detroit so he's I think it's very similar last week with Cooper Rush you have to keep the Panthers in third and long situations and keep them in those path like the situations so that PJ Walker has to has to beat you with his arm because I I don't think he can do it so as long as you keep keep this game a little bit out of reach and um and and don't put them in a couple situation I I think that they'll they'll be they'll be in good shape yeah I agree with you that it all starts with McCaffrey and you know there's some things the Rams can do that if you take away Walker's safety blanket and, you know, you, you take out those quick outlet passes to McCaffrey and the, you know, the catch and runs and the screen game and such. I think Bobby Evans or Bobby Wagner and Ernest Jones are going to be really important in that regard. So if you can force Walker into those third and longs, you might be able to force him into mistakes. And that's something you didn't really do against Cooper Rush last week, even though he gave you opportunities, you just didn't come away with the ball. So, you know, I think both Ernest Jones and Bobby Wagner had opportunities last week. Grant Haley maybe even dropped a pick. So uh, Darion Kendrick, maybe it was, but. You had opportunities last week. You didn't take advantage of them. Hopefully you do against Walker here this week. So let's go to the other side of the ball. Talk about the Rams offense. So Brian Burns, this Carolina uh, Carolina Panthers pass rush. Um, how do they match up against Rob Havenstein, Joseph Nopum, and, you know, who else can really attack in this game? Um, yeah, I, I, I think it, like it, you do, you do have to put most of your, um, most of your focus on Brian Burns. He, he ranks top five in pressures among edge players. I think Matt Iodin, I'm going to butcher his name, but Matt Iodinus ranks 11th in pressures among defensive linemen. Uh, so I, I think he's kind of a someone you, you have to keep an eye on a little bit. Um, and I mean, this is defense that, that they can play. This is this is the Panthers' strongest strong, strongest unit um, or stronger unit. Um, the the offense doesn't do much, but their their defense. Their, their their defense does does play hard, and I think they're going to play really hard this week with 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 Steve Wilkes, who is a defensive head coach. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you have to be ready for, for for these for these guys to play. Like I said said earlier, the last two weeks they ranked twenty seventh against the pass and in in, in in EPA in EPA. So um, they can they, they can be exploited that way. It's gonna be important, you know, for Bobby Evans for J- Jeremiah Cloney to to hold up in pass protection because if you give Stafford time um, in this game, I, I think he can he can perform well. How much does it sting that Austin Corbett is the Panthers' third highest graded player in terms of PFF grade on the Panthers roster with the 80.4 grade? Wouldn't it be important <laughs> to have him back this year? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it would be really nice to have Austin Corbett um, for sure. Um, yeah, it, it, it definitely hurts. You know, maybe he's a player, you know, the Panthers want, would want to part with at, at, at the trade deadline. You know, you, you never know. Let's, let's bring Austin Corbett, Corbett back. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting one for sure. Austin Corbett coming back to Los Angeles. Um, you know, the, I mean, I, I, I think like we mentioned earlier in the run game, Carl Henderson. This is this is gonna be his time to shine. Jeff Wilson averaged seven point two yards per carry last week. So, um, hopefully, the offense can get going and, and kind of go into the into the bye week on a high note. Yeah, and it's not a true trade off that 
you know, hey, you gave Allen Robinson all this money instead of signing Austin Corbett. You know, Corbett signed in the first days of free agency when you were still chasing Von Miller. And, you know, Robinson was, you know, it was well after the fact. So um, you haven't got the return on investment that you'd like to see from your your free agent wide receiver signing. But um, there's still plenty of time for that to work out over the season. Uh, you know, wrote an article this week about should the Rams give Allen Robinson the Kenny Galladay treatment? Meaning, like, is it time to give playing time instead to Tutu Atwell or Lance McCutcheon? So definitely worth the read. Thank you guys should go check it out if you haven't already. So, um, yeah, good call out. Matt Ioannidis, great pass rusher. He was very productive in Washington. Extremely underrated player. So we'll see if he you know makes a player two in this game. It'll be interesting to watch. So, and, you know, I think my thing with the offense this week is just that you can't give away points. This offense has a hard enough time scoring. This Panthers defense is, you know, it's still solid. It's still good. It's like average to good, maybe not great. Like you've played against the last couple of weeks against the 49ers in Dallas, but uh, they can still make your life tough. And, you know, their defense is going to have to hold up to limit those big plays that they've given up in recent weeks. So um, the bottom line is don't give away points. So let's get into some closing thoughts. Uh, how would you feel, Blaine? Let's just walk down the, lo- lo- the road a little bit. Rams win this game. They're 500. They get the bye. You maybe get Brian Allen back in week eight. Van Jefferson soon's to return after. Maybe you decide to plug in these reinforcements on the offensive line. Uh, how do you feel heading into that 49ers game? It, it would be easily be the biggest game of the season so far, right? What's your confidence level? Yeah, I mean, it would be, be the biggest game of the season for sure. I, I, I still think I'd, I'd, be, I'd be that confident um, going, into, going into that 49ers game. I, I mean, if the, Rams want, if the Rams want to win the division, I think they have to beat San Francisco. Um, but just with the history of the last couple of years, um, the current state of, state of the offensive line, I mean, hopefully you get Brian Allen back and stuff like that. But I, I, I still, I guess that for now, defensive front, I'm not sure how much that'll matter. Um, so I, I, I'm not very confident there. I, I think that the, 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 the big games come directly after that. Um, I mean, San Francisco is, is, will be a big game. And like I said, like if they want to win the division, that they, they do have to win that game. Um, but then right after that, you have Tampa Bay. And I think that's the game that they – do have to win. Um, like I said, you know, after losing to Dallas, I think that puts an importance on you know sweeping sweeping Arizona. And they place Arizona right after Tampa Bay, so that that'll be a that'll be a must win as well. There's no there's, there really are no gimmies after the bye week. They're gonna have to be have to come out ready to play. Um, sitting at 500, the, the pressure is gonna be on, and we're gonna we're gonna find out who this team is really quickly. Yeah, getting back to 500 kind of gives you a fresh uh, start, a new lease on life for the second half of the year. So, you know, the Rams had their opportunities for the 49ers. I was really impressed by the defensive outing. I think it was one of their best ones, aside from maybe the NFC championship game, uh, you know, aside from those two big plays that they gave up to Debo Samuel and Jeff Wilson. So, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford left some points on the board too in the red zone. So you had your opportunities. You just didn't get it done. And, you know, you're going to have a, a second opportunity here. Not, and it's pretty interesting that the Rams play the 49ers so soon after they, after they did. And, you know, whenever Trey Lance is a quarterback, I said, you know, you're probably going to be glad you played the 49ers so early on in the season. But uh, obviously the dynamic is quite a bit different now uh, as we're sitting here in week six. So Blaine, uh, what's your predictions for this Panthers game? Think the Rams come out on top or do you think maybe the head coaching change causes some chaos in this contest? Um, yeah, I, I do think the Rams come out, come out on top of the, the, the spread I think is that is that is Rams minus 10. I, I don't think it's that convincing of a win. I think it's more like a 24, 
20, 20 to 16 type type game. But I, I do think the Rams come out on top and, you know, hopefully as, as a prize for winning, you know, Brian Burns kind of sneaks into the Rams locker room and, and, uh, and, and, and doesn't, doesn't hop on the plane back to, back to Charlotte. Um, and uh, we, 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 we get a boost in the, boost in the past with, 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 with Brian Burns out. That, that'd be really nice. But um, yeah, I do think Rams get a, get a win here. They take care of business business and, um, and going to buy, we got three and three to keep the season alive. Sure. Not to put you on the spot, but so Brian Burns would be your top t- trade target at edge, even above someone like maybe Robert Quinn or any other options. You know, it, is that just the only position you're looking at at edge defender? Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, Brian Burns would be my top target just because of his 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 his, his, his age and, and, and such. I I think he's a I think he is a really good up and coming star edge star edge player in this league. Um, Robert Quinn didn't really enjoy his time. After the after the team moved 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 to Los Angeles, um, just just wasn't his um, his 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 vibe. Um, I think this offensive line, I think they're going to get healthy, um, and teams really don't necessarily trade away offensive linemen for the same reason that the Rams kind of need an offensive lineman. You, you you need you need that depth. It's it's very hard to, to get a te- get teams to trade away offensive linemen, even 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 depth for that reason. So. Um, I, I think that their best bet is to hope for their offensive line, offensive line, offensive line to get healthy over the next four to six weeks. And um, you know, as much as I love just Justin Hollins, he's, he's he's much better on first and second down when when he can defend against the run. He's not someone that's going to tee off tee off as a pass rusher. Leonard Floyd's kind of kind of having a down year, um, rushing pass as well. So if they can get a guy like Brian Burns, so they so this defense can get back to rushing four like they did in the postseason last year when they were having so much success, um, I think that that would be that be really good really good moving forward to the second half of the season when you have you're playing all these top quarterbacks yeah Terrell Lewis had a good start to the season but you know I think he's fallen off a little bit in recent weeks they moved Aaron Donald to the edge last week against the Cowboys to take advantage of that matchup against Tyler Smith you have Iquiaganu this week so um, might be the same opportunity for Donald on the edge I think it's interesting to see him out there I'm not sure he really has the speed uh, if you start having those you know, like DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson out on the edge on sweeps or such, but uh, we saw the 49ers as soon as Donald moved to the edge against them, when Trent Williams came out and the backup came out and Moore was in the game, they just threw a screen right over his head. And that was a pretty big catch and run by Debo Samuel. So uh, it's going to be something to monitor. The Rams need help at edge defender. Uh, whenever you actually look at the list and you look at who's out there, you know, the options just become so minimal that, you know, Burns is a great one. You know, he's so young that he can be an ascending player and part of this franchise for years to come. I think that's what makes him so attractive. So uh, I'd even throw out someone like Jonathan Grenard out of Houston, even though he's having a bit of a down year as a pass rusher, kind of banged up injury-wise. Um, we'll see what happens and something to keep an eye on. I'm sure Les Snead has a much longer list than we put together here today. But, Blaine, where can people find you on social media after the game or even during the game? You put out a lot of content uh, in, in your live tweeting, basically. What post do you have playing for after the game and, you know, any other thoughts? Um, yes, you can find me on, on Twitter at BGreesecDTR. After the game, like always, I'll have the, my three plays that change the game. Um, and hopefully hopefully this week I'll be writing about a win. Yep. And then Chris Daniel, Kenneth Arthur, and I will be back after the game for the Instant Reaction Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to your favorite podcast app, whether that's, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, so you never miss an episode. I'm sure I'll have a lot to talk about. This game is an absolutely can't lose contest for Los Angeles. They got to get back to 500 and you know, whether they do or they don't, we'll be here to talk about it. So see you guys next week. Oh, actually, Hey, we'll be on the bye next week. We'll see you in two weeks. So thanks everyone.